At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and themes and sexual violence. Hopefully not sexual violence. You don't know what I do to you in your sleep. That's it's a bad way to start. That's a bad way to start. It's really disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and things that people may find offensive. A little bit like that. I mean, I'm glad you warned them after you said something offensive. <laughs> It's like one of those American shows, like where it shows that has a disclaimer at the start. Morning, may contain cartoon violence. What was that from? Cartoon shows, violent ones particularly. I don't know, but I never saw a disclaimer like that. They have it on some nowadays. I don't really watch cartoons nowadays. Is there anything you do watch? Yeah, I guess, but not the band of cartoons. Mm. Okay, Tony, give us the magic words. <laughs> Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleves. Each week, offering up a bloody perspective on life. Welcome to a brand new shiny episode of Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleves. That's me. No guest this week. Unfortunately, you're back with the uh, the BBs or DBs. There was or no DPs. <laughs> there was no guest last week. No, but I have a longing now. In my heart and loins for guests. You can pretend I'm a guest. I'd rather not. Be my guest. See my vest. <laughs> na, 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 na. I like the way you started off with the Beauty and the Beast version, version and then went straight into Monty Burns. Well, that's about one, isn't it? Cartoon violence as well. He wanted to murder a load of puppies for a vest. Well, no, it was a suit, wasn't it? It was a suit. Right. His, his vest was made from real gorilla's chest. He already murdered the gorilla. Yeah, that means. I should yeah. have said animal cartoon violence. Okay, well, that, that's. So much more acceptable. <sighs> Spare the rod, Cleves. Spare the rod. <laughs> Spoil the dog. So, how are you keeping? I'm um, keeping alright, mate. Yeah, good. Just just good, apparently. Uh, I'll come back from the F1, didn't I? I was previously about to go on the uh, on the last step. Yes. So I went to the Covid fest that was Silverstone. Well, you never got Covid, did you? Not that I'm aware of. You could be sitting here right now with it. I might be rattled with it. Yeah, but I'd have found no ghost. What? Or COVID. Anyway, it was good. Camping was hot. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in the classic quote-unquote heat wave, which is summer. It's hot at the moment, I'll give you that. But British people are, oh, it's a heat wave. And it's not really, this is summer. Like, this is summer now. It's, if it happens the same time every single year, it's not a heat wave, is it? It's summer. How have you been anyway? Not too bad. Working hard on podcast stuff. Lined up some new sexy guests. Wow. Sounds sexy. If you think it's hot now, wait until we have some of these guests. Then it's really going to get sexually violent. Also, we'd like to point out that no sexual violence happens on this podcast. Yes. (laughs) We shouldn't have to be starting to put disclaimers during the fucking podcast. Yeah, no. <laughs> like last week, there was just a recurring one, yeah, and that was all you. It was all you. I've never, I've never struck your dog once. 
this can't all be me. No. I, I'm just no selling you with it, all of this stuff as well. Like, I, I could play into it, but I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, I'm not quick witted enough. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> See? I told you. All right, what are we doing today? It's a good one. Especially well, after Freedom Day. Especially after Freedom Day. Yes, that is how I'm going to be saying it for the rest of the time. Everything's opened up. I haven't really seen much of a difference, really. Like, a lot of shops and venues and things like that, they still want you to wear like masks and socially distance and stuff. So I've not really noticed it. Have you? No, mate, because I've been going about my business. Got to work, ain't you? Yeah. I've only ever had three three weeks off in the whole COVID saga. I've been in the office every every other week. I've had less time off than usual. I've been in, I've been in work more actually throughout the pandemic than I have without it. You had more time off than me. I had no days off in every year. Yeah, you did last week when you went to the F one. You fucking liar. Yeah, and before that, you had three weeks off for furlough. Yeah, and from that furlough until the following May, I had no time off. And neither have I. You did your line, fucktard. When? Two months ago. You're taking all that time off, all that flexi back. He's pulling it out your ass now. Yeah, you you just didn't want to sound like uh, you were shirking your work, work shirking. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's get on to the topic. Hashtag work shirking. <laughs> okay, so now the things have opened up, a lot of people are going to be happy to get to their nuptials, getting married, men, ladies, ladies with ladies, men with men, and everything in between. I'm a married man and a disabled man. But you're not married, Cleves. No, nope. thank you. Except to the cake deck. Uh, to the cake decorating industry, I am unfortunately married, yes. Yes. Which kind of factors in. Today's topic, we're doing about weddings. Yes. I got married back in 2016. So it'll be five years this year. Wood. What do you mean, wood? Isn't that five years? I thought you were saying would be, implying that I might get divorced before then. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that you're going to sabotage me in the next five weeks. Wood with the double O-D. Ah. I mean, that makes it easy. We've got a half a tree outside. So, as a disabled gentleman, there are some, like, considerations that have to go into, like, the planning. Uh, I will go on record saying that my wife did, I was going to say 95% of the planning, but it was more close to 98, 99% of the planning. When you can't really tell the difference between colours and you have no taste anyway, it's very easy to delegate to your artistically minded uh, wife-to-be. You didn't tell me you don't have any taste. Have you got COVID? <laughs> got it from you, you scumbag. <laughs> Just register a negative lateral flow. Doesn't matter if you take it or not. <laughs> Just fart into it. <laughs> That's how it works, right? Mm-hmm. So we thought it might be a good idea to go over like, the considerations that we had to make for my blinkiness, my blindness for the wedding. So there will be other disabilities that require different like, different concessions, I suppose, like wheelchair access, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not in a wheelchair. So like the venue, I think we didn't really choose the venue based on like for the actual ceremony or the reception. We didn't base that on sort of being accessible, really. I did say like. I, We'll come to the reception in a bit, but that in that instance, as you can tell, Cleves, because you were there, although you probably won't remember, I did say, although it's a disco, I want the lights on anyway. I don't remember that. The lights were on. 
because mm. I said do not turn the lights off because I want to be able to see during, <laughs> during the reception of my wedding. So that was a concession that was made with the venue. Um, but with the actual church itself, not really many concessions were made. They're old buildings, isn't they? There's not a lot they can do sometimes. No, and this is an old church we got married in. Like, really old. How old? Six, seven hundred years. It's pretty old, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there are older things out there. Like Jesus. Jesus, well, he died, didn't he? So you don't keep ageing if you're dead. Still old? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The dinosaurs are old. They are. Older than Jesus, actually. It's not old as a T-Rex, though, is it, that church? There you go. We can assume. I don't know the history of that specific church. So on the day, I didn't use my guide dog. He was there. He was there, like, huddled, huddled in the pews. Scared of you after beating him. (laughs) (laughs) See the references in the last episode for that, and my justifications for... Yeah, we're not getting into that. We're not bringing this up again. <laughs> so he was there. I don't think I used a long cane that day either. I think I relied on... Why don't you get the guide dog to hold the rings on, like, his head? Because he wouldn't have done it. Or on, like, a collar. He just would have shaken it off. Had a little collar with rings on. Instead of giving it to my dog that they would have probably been safe with, they went to you. The dog's body. Pretty much. As the joint best man of my wedding. Yeah. I mean, I did say joint. Don't matter. Still best man. 50% of the responsibility. Yeah. Well, I've been best man at two weddings, and I was joint best man at both, so that's a full one. I, I guess. I mean, you just looked after the rings, didn't you? I came in the car with you in the morning. I owned your shirt, actually, that morning. You're welcome. You did iron my shirt. And then we had the incident with the, the braces, didn't we? Yeah. Which we thought would be a strong look. Yeah, cockney geezer, way like braces. And then you put yours on, and bing, they break immediately. <laughs> I'd like to point out, it wasn't due to my flabby moves. It was down to them coming from next. <laughs> Actually, only one of them broke as well. The other one clipped on just fine, and then the other one, I just pulled it round, and it like the actual clip on it broke. <laughs> so it was just sort of saggy on one side. Unsalvageable as well. Like, completely unsalvageable. <laughs> but... At least we have solidarity of not taking our jackets off. Because I, I had worked really hard to like trim down before the wedding, but I hadn't done as well as I would have liked to. And I bought all of my stuff in advance. So when I put my braces on, it looked like the bits of string that you hold like the crackling to your pork joint. I was like, fuck this, I'm getting pictures taken today. The jacket stays on. <laughs> so it looked like we were doing it out of solidarity. Just like, yeah, lads, like, staying smart through and through, even when people, like, stripping down as the day went on. It's like, nah, stay stay strong. So with, with the actual wedding as well, like, we didn't do any uh, custom vows or anything like that, purely because I can't really read any... I, I know you're supposed to remember a lot of them, but you can have, like, flashcards and things like that, and things remind you of what you're supposed to say, but... Because then I can't see anything. It's like, let's keep it short and sweet. Um, I would have loved to have seen you written your own vows. <laughs> I would have been nice on the day, but I would have ripped you relentlessly for years to come. 
Yeah, I, I should have insisted for the best man <laughs> and made him honour to do speeches as well. We didn't do speeches. I mean, I would have made a kick-ass speech. I mean, you probably would have done. I love public speaking. I mean, you are on a podcast. Yeah, it's not. It's no one to talk to, though, is it? It's just a, just a microphone. It's talking to me? Yeah, one mic, one douche. Fuck you. So the ceremony went off about a hitch. Uh, the only the only thing that accidentally happened was I was supposed to take the order of service to the uh, church, and we were about to turn off onto the motorway. And it's like we have to go back. I left the box of order of service on the dining table. <laughs> it was fine. We avoided it. We were still there in good time. Although my bride to be was already there, like she was there forty minutes early. Damn. And that, that's just how it how it happened in the end. And got there. The priest was fantastic. Even down to the very small details when I was sort of waiting around the corner and like the ushers are letting everyone in and seating them and we're just sort of doing like a little briefing. And I can't remember if it was you or my other best man, uh, my brother. I was getting quite nervous, gave me a hip flask and the priest was like, drink up my son, it'll be done soon. So <laughs> <laughs> like, what a lad. Um, you can see that I was getting quite nervous. I think the things that were going through my head were don't trip over anything because mm. I didn't have my dog. Like, I wasn't using my guide dog and I wasn't using my long cane because I didn't want to stand over a long cane. Like, this was about me and my wife, not... I'm you wa- and your blindness. Yeah, I wanted it to be as normal as I possibly could. So I just didn't want to fall over anything. And like, we did a visit to the church prior to going there where I could scope out the steps and stuff like that. And all the exits, just in case you've got cold feet. I guess so. I mean... That one's wheelchair accessible, no stairs there, easy run. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Doing a a brave heart and screaming freedom as you run. (laughs) That never happened. It didn't, no. Yeah, because it was blocked that day. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) But there's a bit of advice, if you are blinky and you're getting married and you're going to like a church or something... Go in advance and scope out the exits. Scope it out. The exits, the steps, you know, any windows that are particularly loose. <laughs> yeah. Just give them a little shake, just say, Oh, this is nice architecture. And I was like, that can break. <laughs> <laughs> Run and dive. Straight into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's no blinky action here. They <laughs> 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 don't do so well. So the the actual ceremony went off really well. We had had a good time with it, and then we went to our reception venue, which was at a working man's club. Which I don't think there's many of them left. What working men? <laughs> Covid will do that to the economy. Yeah, <laughs> and their clubs that they go to. <laughs> yeah. So nice, simple fare, uh, buffet, cake, disco. Just kept it low key. Uh, we we wanted to go like the store there as well. Sorry? Doesn't matter, go on. <laughs> you fucking dweeb. <laughs> you just got that. <laughs> Nerd. So we kept it a very, like, very private, small affair. I think we only had around 30 people at the actual wedding and then it went up to around 90 for the actual reception itself. And did a buffet and things like that, said hello to everyone, and then the drinking begun. And we just got heavily, heavily drunk, which was 
great. It was pretty great, actually. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I danced with your mother. Yeah, you did. If you can call it dancing. <laughs> I think she was probably better than me. And your auntie, I think. Which one? I don't know. I think I only had one, one auntie of the, there. One of the Scottish ones. I said I had only one auntie there, and I was like, oh, wait, my dad's family was there as well, so I, I did have a few other aunties there. My uh, my family are rambunctious, to say to say the least. They they like to have a drink, and they like to party down. <laughs> at, at some point, a conga line was in effect. That was... It was far, It was really good as a blinky because I didn't have to worry about where I was going. I wasn't at the front of the conga. I mean, that's a blinky's nightmare. <laughs> Frontline conga, yeah, 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 definitely. Like people in front of you just walk away, then you've got your own conga. It's like, oh, fuck it now. Even with the lights on, I was a bit drunk, so I was like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> so that, that would have been interesting. But yeah, it was a really, really good day. Like, even though it rained and... Oh, I mean, that's an evil thing that, that went wrong with it. You can't account for the rain. Pretty ironic, don't you think? No. So that was my experience as a groom. Um, there, there weren't really too many concessions that had to be made like for disability and, and that sort of thing. But that's just my take on things as a groom. Like, you've been the best man of two weddings now. That's what I can say. Always the best man, never the groom. Well, you fuck ugly, that's why. You can't look, mate. You I can't face body podcasting. shame. <laughs> that you fucking. That's, I said that like you the other week. You can't fucking steal my shit and then bang it on when we're actually recording. You know, you fucking prick. You know that. <laughs> Swear to God, get your own damn lines. <laughs> hey, it wasn't on the podcast. That never happened. <sighs> Bastard. Yeah, as a best man, one that's average looking. I think you'll find. <laughs> An average man. Yeah. Not the best man, but, you know, <laughs> if you know, if you hit 40 and are looking to settle... <laughs> <laughs> hit him up on Tinder. I'll be there in a few years. Well, quite a few years. Optimism there. Best man. Best man Best man is pretty easy, actually. You, you sort of stag do out. Uh, actually, that was pretty difficult, because <laughs> getting people to actually nail down and do it on a certain date is, can be pretty tricky sometimes. Like with yours, it was just like... Come on, people. To the point where I hadn't even managed to... We all knew where we were going. We all know the dates. And then it's like, just goddamn commit so I can book somewhere. Yeah. Give me the goddamn money. And then I couldn't get anyone to do it. Like, only certain people were in. So uh, I, I just booked it like two weeks before. A lot of the people who didn't show up, I probably could have struck them off and said, you know, no hope of them coming. They're not. You, you're part of the list. Like, what kind of groom doesn't want, you know, to know what the... The best. Yeah, I told man. you who was on there, but you didn't. I didn't know who had gotten back to you. Oh, right, I see what you mean. So you had, you would have had your list of maybes and yeses, and if I'd had that list, then and sort of knew that it wasn't local as well, which I think it was a deal breaker for some people. But I didn't know what we were doing. I could have gone, okay, they are definitely not going to, and just gone for the list and said, like, just forget about these people, don't fucking bother with them, because they just will not show up. Right. Yeah, to be fair, the location wasn't my idea. I just did what we could with the with what I had. Yeah, and it was good. It was, it was good. actually a really good night, wasn't it? We drank a lot of beers, ate some seafood which had questionable origins. That seafood was fresh, mate. Which is why we were eating it was questionable. <laughs> <laughs> my uncle just vanished. 
for five minutes when we were outside a pub in roasting. It was roasting hot. And he just came back with like a like a cafeteria tray full of a multitude of seafood. He's like, there you go, lads. It's like, that's so weird. What have you done that? And where did you get it? I know we're on the coast, but where did you get all this seafood? So went to one of those little whelk stalls and yeah, filled I, up. Must have been one nearby, but he just vanished and came out with another seafood. It's like, fair enough. But that was a really good night. I mean, the accommodation was questionable. I, that was the last minute part. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the stuff wasn't books. This no. is the only thing that was books, and that was booked last minute. Look, you got somewhere to sleep, didn't you? What do you want? You want the Ritz, did you? I was paying for the Ritz. I didn't want the Ritz, but I wanted... <laughs> Looking back, if we had actually paid for the venue, I think I would be a bit more upset about it. You don't know You don't need one. <laughs> so where do we stay, Cleves? Stag stories with TMPs. This one's about where we stayed, not the activities. Stag stories with TMPs. Stag stories with TMPs. Warning, always read the reviews. Stayed in the Rosetti Lodge. Rosetti premium Lodge. health bar. Apparently, it's a premium health bar. So we get there, and I think the word is cultist atmosphere. Yeah, it was a bit cool too. And it was just sort of a circle, very shambly put together huts. Or more of a square, and then sort of like a courtyard in the middle with a fat, like a fountain that's just trickling like dirty brown water. <laughs> and just nothing but military style bunk beds in all the rooms. Well, that's up alright. Yeah, I was, I was too drunk to care. There you go then. What more do you need? And then we found the, uh, I suppose it was prayer room. The tinfoil room. There was a Buddha in the middle of the floor in a room and there was tinfoil all over the room. Like, on the walls, the ceiling, everything. Just tinfoil everywhere. Still don't get that. Yeah, no. I have no idea. Maybe hotboxing? Um, to say it was a shithole is to be generous of it. Luckily, we didn't pay for it because I could, for only what we could assume are tax reasons... When Cleves put it on his credit card, it didn't come up as the Rossetti Lodge. It came up as some, like, New Age health club thing. Yeah, it was it? like a New Age health spa or something. I was like, what the hell is that? I've never paid for that. So I called uh, called Nat West and was like, yeah, that's uh, what is this? I don't know what that is. And they were like, all right, yeah, we'll refund you. And it turns out it was that. And they never asked any questions. I think they assumed they were already paid. Yep. Found out afterwards when we've done the math that it was that and that was the cost of the venue. Uh, so we didn't pay it. But I think the true entertainment when we were all hung over driving back home came from reading the reviews. Yeah, they were not nice, were they? <laughs> no, they were not. People have got on board just to troll it. Yes. I don't know if you'll have much luck anymore but it's the Rossetti Lodge in Birchington, UK. Go to TripAdvisor. They did close down after we had been there, like a few months after, but then they reopened for a time. I don't think our visit was directly related. I don't think it was. <laughs> Are you implying that the fact that we didn't pay them bankrupted them? But maybe. There weren't a lot of other people there. No, there were not. They all drank the Kool-Aid and died. Wow, that's dark. 
You said it was culty. It was very culty. But look on TripAdvisor, Rosetti Lodge. If you want a bit of a laugh, go for that. If you can't find that, look up sugar-free gummy bears on Amazon and read reviews of those. That was a short stack story with team. Please, if you want to join a call, we'd recommend the Rossetti Stack Stories with team, please. The story clocked in at three minutes and nine seconds. So that was my stag do, and it was really good. But you organised another stag do, didn't you? Yeah, I organised one in um, Tallinn, but that one was much easier because I just did it for a company. All you did was bang on the uh, basically bang activities in that you wanted, and then everyone else like signed up to the site to pay for it. So that one was easy. That was easy. That was easier to organise than yours, to be fair. So, what activities did you do? Um, we did some paintballing, and we did some shit. What else did we do? Oh, we fired some guns. Both things that I would say aren't the most blinky friendly. <laughs> no, true. Paintballing is, is quite tricky for a blinky. Like You put the mask on, and I've already got restricted vision as it is. You put that on top, it's, it's not easy. But you know, you make the best of it, don't you? And with the guns, the guns wasn't too bad because we were just at a firing range. So although I couldn't see the target particularly well down the other end, you still have got to feel nice and powerful holding a magnum in your hands. Well, the Sleros weren't on offer. Wee. Other ice creams are available. <laughs> Apparently not, they weren't on offer. <laughs> Let's face it, people only ever buy Magnums and Soleros when they're on offer. I, I like a good Solero. Have you ever bought them full price? I think I probably would have, yeah. Not not from an ice cream van, but like out of a corner shop, just a single one. Huh. But probably not in the packet, no. You're a better man than me. They're good, mate. Soleros are like top tier ice creams. That's debatable. What what's a top tier ice cream for you? Shop bought. Shop bought. And not tubs of ice cream, I No, no, no. Like a, it's got to be on a stick. I love maxi bonds. Is that on a stick? What the hell's a maxi bon? It's like an ice cream sandwich. On one side's got biscuit, and then the other side's got like chocolate surrounding. Is it on a stick? You can get them on sticks now, yeah. Now. I feel yeah. like you directly ignored the the one thing. The last time I had one, they weren't available on sticks, but you can That's get them thought. on sticks now. Bet you're a fab man, aren't you? I hate fabs. Fabs are shit, mate. They are shit. Fabs are for those parents who want to treat their children, but not so much that the children have any energy to rebel. Or respect for your parents. Yeah. Fucking fabs. Oh, so bad. I mean, not as bad as ice poles. Oh, mate, don't knock ice balls. 10p ice ball, bang in. Bit of wanky fruit juice, it's frozen water. Yeah, they're terrible. Terribly delicious. They were delicious for around 10 seconds, eh? It was just ice. Delicious and nutritious. They were not nutritious at all. They were pretty much entirely sugar and water. Yeah. Yeah, you got the water part. No calories. (laughs) Yeah, then you got all the syrup. (laughs) And there's, there's probably a reason why you probably... I don't think you can get them anymore. Sure you can. We'll see about that. Coming soon, seesaw ice poles. All right, let's let's move on a little bit from the ice cream debacle. Ooh, speeches and things like that at weddings. Actually, as a best man, sometimes you have a lot of jobs to do. Like, when I was at this other one, I had to like, introduce the bride and the groom to the room and shit like that. What, their bedroom? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you'll be ploughing this evening. <laughs> 
Nah, like, you know, when you get to the reception, you're like, oh, blah, 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 married couple, please welcome. And then... Did you say it like that? I hope you say it like that. Yeah, I use the actual names as well as blah, blah, and blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do that. And actual speech as well, which I didn't really mind. Pretty, pretty all right speeches. Considering who you're a best man for, it wouldn't have been a difficult speech. (laughs) How do you know? Because there's just a, a wealth of material there. Because you've known each other so long. Yeah, and then you're a long time as well, though. And then what else you got? Ah, oh, after that, it's pretty easy street, isn't it? All you do is eat a lot, drink a lot, dance a lot. And how do you find that as a blinky? Like getting your food and stuff like that? Yeah, the food's tricky, man. I need help with that at wedding. Because it's normally dark, isn't it? By the time the lights go down and shit. Yeah, if it's a buffet job, then yeah. And the dancing part, I can't dance for shit anyway, so... Yeah, well, there's nothing new there. But have you ever been to a, play, a wedding where it's a sit-down meal? Yeah, the other one that I went to was a sit-down meal, actually. Fair. I've, I've been to a sit-down meal one. I've been to a couple of buffet ones, been to a few sit-down meal ones. I do prefer the sit-down meal style, but I feel like it does put on a little bit of... It's a bit showy, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. like the humbleness of a buffet. I get what you're saying, yeah. And the, I've only been to one sit-down meal wedding and a waiter was hitting on me and I didn't know that and I was very uncomfortable afterwards. What uh, what gender were they? Man. Oh. I think it was Portuguese, Spanish. Like, nice. But I didn't even notice. I was sat on a table and my wife was the maid of honour. I was at a table, like... All alone with in the relatives and friends and stuff like that. Didn't know anyone. But then my wine glass was always full. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I was very uncomfortable with the, the, the whole not knowing anyone. I get a bit of anxiety. And my way around that is to just drink. I thought, I can talk to anyone if I drink. And then my wine glass wasn't going down. And then I think an auntie gave me a nudge when we were getting to like the dessert course. And she's like, you know that that waiter's only been filling up your wine glass. Everyone has had one glass and you're on, like, your fourth. You could see the sadness in your eyes. And I was like, oh. Okay. You know, maybe he knew you weren't with anyone and was like, this guy needs it. Maybe, but I was with someone. Maybe either that or he was going to get you drunk so he could sexually violate you. I mean, we did allude to that at the beginning. There you go. I mean, it didn't happen. Allegedly. Well, <laughs> The, the, the end of the night, I, I don't know, I passed out after I went back to the bedroom and had a little bit of a sickie because I had some red wine. By sickie, do you mean quickie? I mean, who knows what happened? With the Portuguese waiter. Portuguese? <laughs> I don't know what happened. All I know is my wife came up and then she was uh, disappointed with me the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> and your butt hurt? I mean, that always hurts. <laughs> when you eat as much shit as I do and you drink as much as I do. So... Is there anything like you would want in place? Like, let's say you find that lucky, that lucky well, man. Let's say a bride. As long as she stays in place, that's the main thing. So, I mean, is there anything that you would consider? I'll stab her with a GPS tracker to make sure. <laughs> I don't think One rigged with a bomb. They're not that accurate <laughs> yet, are they? Don't matter. You know she's in the building. It's all right, as long as she's within a 10-mile radius. If I she didn't cut her foot off. Oh, no, this is going in her forehead. <laughs> Wow, this is going for it, I suppose. Yep. That's love. 
<laughs> but is there anything that you would want in place? Like any considerations you would have? Like if you were planning a wedding for yourself, would you be like, "Oh, I definitely need this," or "This needs to be a consideration"? Eh, not necessarily. I'd probably just scope out the venues in advance wherever I was going and make sure. You know, I sort of just knew my way around it, to be honest. It's always good just that, that familiarity with somewhere, isn't it? Having the lights on does help as well. Yeah, yeah. Like I just say, just don't turn the main lights off. And like some people might be like, oh, but it's not like a disco. But yeah, I mean, it's not their day, so they can fuck off. It was still pretty dark around the dance floor, though, wasn't it? It's just like the main lights and stuff were still on. That's all. Yeah, that was it. Like The main lights were on, but around the dance floor they weren't, because yeah. they had enough strobes going on. But I, I wasn't on the dance floor much. I was drinking with you saying hello to people, getting drunk with my German cousins who were fascinated by the sensational binge-drinking culture of the Brits. First time in... Somewhat ironic for the country that's renowned for Oktoberfest. Yeah. All I remember is the next day, they were hung over to fuck and they loved every second of it. (laughs) And... Like just the cultural difference between like German weddings or at least what they'd been to and this this type of like British wedding was like night and day and they loved it. So hopefully get to see them soon. So as far as weddings are concerned, if you're having one, enjoy it. Remember that it's your day, not anyone else's. There's always a lot of pressure on. Oh, I need this. Like, people saying, oh, do this and do this and do this and do this. Like, granted, if you have, like, eight relatives in wheelchairs, maybe that's a consideration you have to have. But ultimately, make it your day. Like, having the lights on, I know some people would have been a little bit up there, like, turn up nose about that. But, fuck them, I wanted to be able to see. I didn't want to be just stumbling around. And, like, scoping out the church beforehand did help. So just make it your day. Because you spend enough money on these things for just one day. So, just, yeah, pretty much all I've got to say about that. <laughs> right, Forrest. Forrest Gimp. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so, next week will be a surprise. Awesome. Maybe a guest. That is the question. Oh, my God. <laughs> be my guest, be my guest, made from real gorilla chest. Can you combine them? Well, whatever. I don't know the real words. It's see my vest. Whatever. I don't know the beauty of the beast one. So the birds. All right. Done? Done. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. you find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.